I'm pregnant, Rob. <laughs> I know that was a terrible impersonation, but I talked. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're good. Look, another siren. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Why do you sound like Dracula right now? I don't think he talked like that. I want to suck your baby, Ralph. Freedom's clear waters, Ralph me. She would have been real proud of you. Proud, proud, proud. Rebecca Lehman, proud to be an American. Mutant and proud. Welcome to Movie Geek and Proud Movie Geeks. This is 2019. Dang. Our first episode of the year. We almost have an anniversary coming up. We have a milestone coming up in a couple months, too. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, Sean and I have been putting our brains together and trying to bring you guys something good and new and fresh for our show um, leading into 2019. So just keep a lookout for that kind of stuff coming up. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Rob. Very good. Busy day. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> uh, are you ready for New Year's? Or I, I guess, you know, as we're recording this, we haven't hit New Year's yet. But are you ready for 2019? How was 2018? 2018 was a good refreshing year to my 2017. Because 2017 fucking sucked, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what happened in 2017. That uh, bad, huh? It would, probably was. Probably was that bad. Uh, 2018 was was fair. I mean, it's it's definitely had its moments, but I was able to find and secure a job that's going to keep me here in L.A. I have no worries about a job anymore. For those of you who don't know, I'll you know give you a little bit of TMI. But I mean, I, ever since moving here, I've been temp work after temp after temp. There's never really been a full time job for me, and I finally have one. So. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> if I, yeah. So that, that's been great. And, um, it's, it's good leading into that, knowing that, you know, 2019 is just going to be a blur, hopefully. And, and hopefully it gets better, especially for the show too. I mean, it was the birth of our show. So that's also a really cool thing that happened, uh, in 2018. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And, uh, today we are, bringing new life into our show <laughs> by showing the movie junior starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Before we get into that, just a couple of announcements. I want to say that Patreon has been so fun and, and good to us. And we've got devoted fans who believe in our project and have pledged and joined our community. And we we're doing everything that we can to make sure that they're getting, you know, their worth on there. And so I just want to thank you all again who have joined so far, including our our, our new member, uh, Andrew. He, he's just been a delight to listen to. He's always putting his two cents in and his opinions and, you know, always there for question of the week. 
and I, I really enjoy his feedback and, and, you know, his involvement with the show, and he decided to join Patreon. So this is a big thank you from Sean and I. Say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome that he loves placebo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Andrew, for joining. We really appreciate that. And uh, anybody else who is interested in pledging to our community on Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. You get bonus episodes at least a minimum of two each uh, month. So instead of four, you get six episodes a month. But we also do bonus episodes. There are moments where you can help shape the show. And we also have this new thing that we're doing called hashtag real geek talk, where we just collectively bring you any sort of pop culture news that has come out, come about. And Sean and I just share our opinions about it for about an hour or so. And, and that's been fun. So look out for that as well. And anybody who again, enjoys our show, tell a friend, uh, make sure to give us a rate and review on, uh, on any podcast platform that you're using with all of that good word comes good exposure to our show and again we thank you guys for coming uh into this to 2019 with uh, movie geek and proud so okay sean i've talked a lot <laughs> give us the question of the week question question of the week is name a film where an actor actress took a role that you didn't expect to see all right, so I have this question because of said movie that we're doing. We're looking at a conventional action star known for holding a gun, blowing shit up, and being in <laughs> rated R films. And then he does this PG movie, which, I mean, look, he did Kindergarten Cop, but that had some gunplay. He was still a cop in it, you know. So, again, it was still sort of his world, but this one completely different than what he's used to and so i was curious with film twitter and all of our mgs out there if they had anybody who they thought was put into an unexpected role they didn't expect to see uh sean what were some of the answers we got well here's a person i haven't seen in a while but ryan l terry said goldie hahn as mrs claus in christmas chronicles she was the gift we didn't know we needed this season. So this is, I mean, to some people, this could be a little bit of a spoiler. I mean, it's not a big deal. But to me, I didn't expect that. And I, like, gasped like a little girl when I saw her because of the fact that they're married. And th I think there was somebody, oh, I think it was, um, for better or worse, the podcast. So they responded and was like, honestly, I had to look up as to why that was such a big deal. And I was like, yeah, they're married. And it was just something I didn't expect. So, Sean, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. So when you see it, it was the way that it was set up. I just think it's awesome. And just seeing those two. Because they don't, you know, when was the last time we saw them together, you know? Right. So, and, and again, it's always a delight to see her. Okay, so I have one from Instagram. This is from, uh, I believe this is Oscars tag, SVO gig mm -hmm. on Instagram. So he said Tom Holland in Homecoming. Wow. What do you think of that? I mean, do you think that's because he didn't look like he'd be good for the role or it was just an unexpected Spider-Man choice? I don't know. Did he say anything else besides no, that? No, no, no. I mean, I should have followed up, but I just, you know, didn't want to doubt his answer or anything. I mean, he answered the question. He didn't expect to see Holland, but I don't know any of his earlier work. So I, I had no heavy opinion, I guess. But yeah, I didn't know Tom Holland before he was Spider-Man. Yeah, neither did I. Okay. 
What else do we got? Well, this is fitting. We've got 12 EMU5, which is Andrew. Mm-hmm. And he put, hmm, an actor surprised to see play a role. Hmm. Nope, can't think of any. I'm going to go with Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes in Tu Wong Fu. And absolutely killed it, by the way. I love the fact that John Leguizamo didn't make, meet, get that list. Like, he's expected to that. do that. Yep. <laughs> he can do that weird woman shit, but not the other two. <laughs> not the other two. Well, I think it's because, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, is the fact that these two are action stars. Right. They're known for their macho and masculinity, and then for them to take a role like this. That was actually going to be my pick this week for this. You know, when I was thinking of the question, I thought, bam... Those two, I'm sure, I mean, the way the trailer was even set up, they had footage of them doing action movies and then transitioning into this, you know, Tu Wong Fu. And it, it, yeah, it is something, it's a ploy to get people to watch, like, can these men really be women for 90 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So my worst date says Michael Caine and Austin Powers. Yeah. What it's- do you think of that? It's interesting because he's more of a serious actor, Mm -hmm. known to be a serious actor. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Here's one I don't agree with. Uh Uh-oh. The Glenn Think Stuff podcast. So, oh wait, sorry, no, no, no. The first one I agree with, Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder. Okay. But then My Worst Date answered with Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder. You didn't like that answer? Or you you expect Tom Cruise to do that? I didn't like his role in that because I thought he was over the top trying too hard to be different. Okay, well, that's not the question. The question I is, know. do we expect him? But you didn't like him in that role? No, I hated him. In I role. loved it. A lot of people did. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Unexpected? I don't know. I. It's something I had never seen Tom Cruise do before, and I'm actually glad that he could do it and, yeah. and to me, do it well. But, yeah, yeah, that's a... That's a Funny answer. I'm still waiting for the spinoff. They said they were going to make a movie with just his character, but they never came out with they one. They can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one from Instagram. Uh, Nate His Fate, uh, Nathaniel. He said Elemy, uh, Emma, uh, Elemy, Emily Mortimer in Scream 3. Oh, yeah. She was not a nice person in that. She, she said cringe. That's what he said <laughs> with a sad face emoji. Isn't that his favorite scream, though? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) He's probably, like, throwing things right now if he's listening. So Emily Mortimer, I mean, she was a little of a goofball in that one. A little serious. She was sort of the hated character in that one, too. But I I didn't fuck Roman. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't really know her career too much to do that. But, yeah, he's... He said he didn't expect her to be in that movie. Rob, somebody said my favoriteest movie ever. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one that was. What, which one? Movie Reviews and 20 Q's Podcast. They said, I grew up with Heath Ledger, mm. saw nearly everything of his, including some of his early Aussie work like Two Hands, great film. I still have trouble believing that this is him. Like many people, I was flummoxed when they announced he was going to play the Joker. What a revelation. Sam. All right, so what are your opinions about this? What, Like, honestly, what was your thoughts when you found out about Heath? No, I completely agree. I went through the same kind of shock that everybody did. I would say, though, um, I wasn't a hater. I feel like there were a lot of haters oh, before there were even seeing the movie. Lots of haters. I just came to this conclusion. I was like, you know what? They picked him for a reason. I'm going to go see this movie, and then I'll make a judgment. 
Okay, so short story with that. I'll keep it very brief, people. When this news came out, I wasn't like elated. I wasn't like, oh my God, that is such the amazing answer. But like you, I didn't have any reservations with it. In fact, because of, and if I remember correctly, I believe Monsters Ball came out before this. And I was impressed with how serious he got in that, you know, um, role. And even though I didn't know exactly which variation of the Joker he was going to be, you know, if you listen to him now, you can actually go back to this movie he did called Lords of Dogtown. And he played some manager who was like, you know, a manager to these little kids who were, you know, going to be professional skateboarders. And he, I think, portrayed somebody in real life because I think Lords of Dogtown is based on a true story. You can hear the Joker's voice in that movie. And, and I, I think it was all there. Did I know he was going to perform the way he did? Absolutely not. But I had no qualms about him being the Joker whatsoever. I thought that was I thought that was a good choice. Here's a movie I haven't seen from Always Bet on Geek. They chose um, Dwayne Johnson as the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Read what I said um, after that. Haha, no one is exempt from the Tooth Fairy. Call it the hazing of his startup acting career. Think about it, though. Anytime there is a movie with the Tooth Fairy, it's always somebody who very unexpected That's playing true. it. It's, it's just one of those things. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> there was one here, I think, oh, Grave Girls podcast. So they said Machine Gun Kelly. He's uh, a white, uh, I, I hate to put him in this category, but he's a white rapper because you don't really see them that often. So I kind of have to point that out. But he was just in the movie Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the one of the younger people, the one that, well, I, I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, because of him being a musician, I guess is what I'm guessing the reason why he, you know, um, didn't didn't expect to be in that. But he just kind of came out of nowhere. I saw him on an MTV TV show uh, not too long ago before I saw Bird Box. He's kind of blowing up right now. Do you know who he is? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. he He's rivaling Eminem a little bit. Oh, okay. This one's interesting. Okay. Ghosts of the Stratosphere. They said Tom Cruise in Collateral. Do you remember that movie? I don't think I saw it. So it's uh, Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. He actually plays the villain. Oh, so and, and and great reaction because I was actually curious why they said that, because it's sort of a dramatic action ish kind of movie. And I said, you know, why didn't you expect Cruzy to take this role? And they said, well, at this time, the idea of him playing a heel and I had to look up what a heel was and um, was almost unheard of. And I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense him being a villain or a bad person was kind of uncalled for back in the day so good answer um another villain surprisingly patrick stewart in green room this is from weird shit with alex uh on twitter have you seen green room i have actually oh yeah well it was it was a little hard watching picard (laughs) play a villain to be honest yeah so i can understand that so I'll read one more. Um, this is from Lynn at SW Tor, Tor Mama Lynn on Twitter. Dustin Hoffman in the title role of Hook. 
So easy to see Robin Williams as Peter Banning, Pan, but Hoffman was delightful as James Hook. Never saw it coming. Loved every minute of it. Now, I am not familiar with Hoffman's earlier career, but what I did know about him is that he is a very serious actor. So to see him all, you know, jolly and yelling and getting all crazy and hyper, especially over the crocodile, I can see why that would be an unexpected role for him. Yeah. What did you think of his performance in that? In Hook? Mm-hmm. I thought he's amazing. Yeah. Chris and I still quote, like, certain lines from that, like, me, try to stop me, Smee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if we didn't get to your answer, I do apologize. Um, we just have, you know, a, a lot going on in this episode. But thank you all for answering our question of the week. And we'll have one for you uh, next week for our next uh, review. What about our answers? Oh, Yeah. What film had a role that you didn't expect to happen? I showed um, the Mortal Engines trailer, and the guy that I'm dating was like, oh, that guy's creepy. So I was like, here, watch this trailer. It'll make you think differently of him, which leads into my movie, Hugo Weaving and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. (laughs) (laughs) But he was still like, oh, but he's still creepy. (laughs) Okay, so he's unfamiliar with him in Lord of the Rings and Matrix. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. I think he's seen those, but like I was just trying to find a stark contrast to the creepy villain in Mortal Engines. Okay. Yeah. No, makes sense. Makes sense. And again, yeah, my my choice would be Chuang Fu. Just anyone on there, to be honest. I just, you know, didn't expect that to happen. I think they pulled it off. I heard that, you know, one or two actors, m- mostly Wesley Snipes, had a real problem during the production of the movie he oh. just felt like his manhood was being attacked so much i heard he like burnt all of his clothes or whatever that he wore he just was not trying to have any trace of this but whatever yeah, some people say wong fu's a ripoff of priscilla oh well yeah okay. i mean it's 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 a road trip movie they turn some folks or yeah i mean whatever but uh you're so argumentative <laughs> feature presentation <laughs> Well, let's get to our movie. So, we are doing 1994's Junior. Now, anybody who is tuning into this episode, most likely you probably have not seen this movie. It's something that's not really on anybody's wish list to watch. So, if you are listening, hopefully we do a justice on entertaining you even though you haven't seen the movie. But if you have... This movie is from my collection, and I I just had to show Sean this because why not? It's a movie from the 90s. It's it's weird, and it's different, and that's my taste. So uh, this was originally uh, released on November 23rd, 1994. So this was a Thanksgiving movie. Wow. Uh, director Ivan Reitman. Uh, writers include Kevin Wade and Chris Conrad, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito and Emma Thompson. Uh, budget was estimated over sixty million. How much do you think this movie made gross USA? Huh, and this said, is just USA. You said budget was sixteen million. Sixty. Oh, sixty. Yeah. I'm gonna say it made forty. Forty. Close. It was 36. So they didn't even make their budget back. But that's just in the US. You will not believe this. Worldwide, 108 million plus. Wow. They cleaned up 
overseas yeah. with this. And when you, okay, so the plot of the movie, as part of a fertility research project, a male scientist agrees to carry a pregnancy in his own body. Now, when you listen to a plot like this, is this something that you want to watch? I remember when it came out, like, I was kind of curious, but, like, the idea just makes me queasy. Why? Why is that? Because babies don't belong in male bodies. They're not built for it. Apparently it was in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so because of that, for entertainment value, you just didn't really see you enjoying this back in the day? Well, back in the day, I just, I was very young, so when it came out, I wasn't able to go to, you know, whatever movies. Okay, no, so, par- yeah. no fair enough, fair I just enough. just never came back around to it. Oh, I saw this at the movies. I went by myself. I didn't care. I it, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. I knew him from Kindergarten Cop. I know him to be a funny guy. I liked Danny DeVito. What Twins was out, saw that too. Of course I was going to go. Why not, you know? Um, and plus, I, I don't mind those lovey-dovey-ish kind of movies. I shouldn't even say it in that term. It's it's just more of just a very cutesy comedy, I guess. Yeah, I think you were open more to, like, the whole rom-com chick flick thing as a younger kid than I I probably was. was. No, I'm not going to lie. I probably was. But just from the very ridiculous sort of, uh, you know, plot in this movie, you'd be surprised... Did you know this movie was nominated for three Golden Globes and one Oscar? I did not know that. Yeah, wow. exactly. So Arnold Schwarzenegger and Emma Thompson were nominated for Best Actress and Actor. And it also got nominated for Best Song. Uh, Patti Smith, uh, Look What Love Has Done. And that was the song playing during the, the paternity treatment center montage when she was going through all the exercises and... Okay. And stuff. So yeah, that song that was playing, that was a song that was nominated for original song. And then that nomination alone went to the Oscars. None of the actors or the movie got nominated, unfortunately, just the song. But okay. Arnold needs something for this movie because I've never seen him play the smart character. Oh like, really? He wasn't like the badass, like awesome character he was a smart character Mm -hmm. and the best part about him being the smart character is i got to see him use words such as nausea (laughs) irritability (laughs) can't do his voice (laughs) manipulate (laughs) i love all the words he was saying with his accent so yeah i yeah i guess his roles back then didn't really call for him to use three syllables or more (laughs) i mean no offense but (laughs) No, just just a little bit of sort of um, a reaction to this movie. So, I mean, there were good and bad. Comedian and former um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 host Michael J. Nelson, he said that this film was the second worst comedy ever made. Ever made? I don't know what he said what the first one was. I was just going to say. (laughs) I know. I wish I had that info. But, yeah, he said this was the second worst. So, I mean, obviously people didn't like it. But then... Let's flip the script. So then we have um, Roger Ebert, as well as Gene Siskel, who was alive at the time. They both gave it two thumbs up. And Robert uh, went Ebert and went on to say he was a fan of this film. He gave it three and a half out of four stars. And maintaining that, here's a quote from him. He goes, I know this sounds odd, 
but Schwarzenegger is perfect for this role. Observed his acting carefully in Junior, and you'll see skills that many serious actors could only envy. What do you think about what do you think about what he said about Schwarzenegger's acting? I kind of see what he means. Schwarzenegger had this very lovable charm about him in this movie, mm-hmm. and he wasn't afraid to get more feminine with it. I think. Okay. So, I don't know, like, in the commentary we were just watching, he kind of talked about basing it off of his wife's pregnancy and just really tuning into the different emotions that he sees women go through, and I think he did a good job of capturing it without overthinking it. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, what were the, what was the other things, like, because I, I know this movie was kind of off, I don't know if it did very well with audiences. Well, let's find out. I just brought up Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So, the critics gave it a 36%. Okay. The audience gave it, do you think higher or lower? Oh, lower, definitely. 21%. Yeah, 21. And and it makes sense. This is not really a movie that people are going to be rushing to see. In fact, would you consider this a chick flick? Yeah, I think it's more chick flick than anything else. I think that brings up a good question. I don't know if it was marketed well, maybe, Mm -hmm. because you've got this action hero in it, but I don't know if it pushed the chick flick envelope enough to get women to go see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, no, no. That makes sense. Ivan Reitman did this movie, and he's known for his sort of family-friendly, quirky comedies, uh, I believe he did Twins as well, which also starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, by the way, they uh, they did one more movie together. Do you remember what it is? No. So you'd have to really think outside of the box for you to know what the third one was, but technically it counts. So he did Twins and he did Junior together. There was one other one. Okay. It was Last Action Hero. Oh, wait, Danny was in that? Exactly. So he played the cartoon cat okay. detective that was in that movie. He voiced him. Okay. And I was like, okay, to me that counts. So yeah, they were in that movie together as well. So speaking of Ivan, have you seen some of the other movies he's done? Read me the list, because I looked at it earlier, but I can't remember how much. I don't know if you've heard of all these. We've got ones like Meatballs, Stripes, uh how do you say Ghostbusters, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, Beef Oven, and Up in the Air. <laughs> I always pronounce it Beef Oven. I don't think I've ever said it the right way. I've always said Beef Oven. <laughs> no, but see, that's that's the thing. That's the list. They're all just these fun, quirky comedies that are just sort of like, not wishful thinking, but just very fantastical. And what do you think about his type of movies? No, it's like you said, I think they're very outside-the-box thinking, and I think they're fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, I can't even imagine coming up with the idea for Ghostbusters. Uh, Yeah. It's a very original concept, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, So you would think that a movie like this is just like, wow, Reitman's a genius. He basically just came up with an idea. Yeah, I just want to make a movie about a man being pregnant. Uh, technically this is not the first time this was thought up. In fact, there was a movie before Junior where there, where it was about a man who was pregnant. What? Yes. This is not the first and original time they've done this. So 
After some research, there is a movie called Rabbit Test. And Joan Rivers directed this movie. Wow. And it was about a man who became pregnant, I believe, after a one-night stand. The movie didn't really give any sort of reason how he got pregnant. I think it was just in a world where a magical miracle happened. But the man who was pregnant, Billy Crystal. Oh, no. Yeah. I have never heard of this movie in my life. But this was... Let me see. Open this up. So, yeah, this movie was in 1978. And Joan Rivers uh, directed it. She also wrote it along with a man named Jay uh, Redak. It also starred Roddy... Roddy McDowell, Doris Roberts, if you remember who she is. Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, okay. Um, Grandma's Boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, this was the first appearance on film without a speaking role, but he first on film for Michael Keaton. I'm just wondering if maybe the idea of a pregnant man is so foreign that that's what makes people not take to these movies. That could be. Uh, you won't believe this, though. 2015, there was actually a gay version. What? Yeah, not literally Junior, but uh, there were this these two gay guys who hooked up, as we do, but one of them ends up pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> and the movie is just literally carried on as if, oh, my God, how did this happen? It wasn't like in a world where, you know, guys can get pregnant. It was like... They got pregnant off of a hookup and they, you know, decided to like be together. I've never seen it, but I want to see it now. It's called paternity leave. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think I remember seeing the trailer once and I just never saw it because I didn't have access to it. And, you know, I didn't want to pay for it. But yeah, I did read there has been documented cases of pregnant men. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. transgender. Yeah, they're transgender. <laughs> now, do you would that count to you, or do you still believe that it would be more fantastic if it was a biological male who got yeah, pregnant? I don't want to discount those pregnancies. Of course, but of course. I, I know what you mean. Like their body was born to give birth, mm-hmm. even though they don't feel like they're that gender. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, it's more fantastical when it's a cis male giving the birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with a plot like this, do you call shenanigans? No, I think, like, I remember around the time this movie came out, like, they were doing some sort of research, and I had read somewhere, I don't even remember where, that it was possible for a man to, like, let a baby grow in their liver somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I thought, like, I made a comment to you earlier before we were watching it, like, I don't want to watch a man give birth from the liver, because that's what I thought was going to happen in the movie, but it was just in his abdomen. I I was just listening to it. I was like, I'll let him talk. It's <laughs> like, I'm not, even gonna, I'm not even going to try and correct you. You're just hilarious with your <laughs> mansplaining. <laughs> I'll just, he knows it all. This is whatever. <laughs> whatever, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's all good. So, Sean, what'd you think of the movie? I thought it was fun. Um, I don't know. I went in not knowing what to expect, except for, of course, the plot. But um, I thought it was smart in its own way, and it had some great characters in it. I love Emma Thompson. 
She was really brilliant in this, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And it was really nice to see her more in this comedic role, even though most of it was physical comedy. They just kind of made her accident prone mm-hmm. and just all over the place. Even her intro was just rolling down the aisle with this gigantic crate and almost killing Arnold in the process. <laughs> Can I tell you, I had a moment like Emma Thompson and it made me laugh. I was with Chris and a bunch of his friends. Like we had three tables at this Peruvian restaurant and I went to the restroom and I was walking out and I looked down and there was a big old piece of toilet paper (laughs) stuck to my shoe. I was walking in between all these families. And of course I noticed in the middle of the restaurant, I was so embarrassed. I had to step on it to get it to come off. And then I just left it there. I just left it and kept walking. So the reason he's saying this is because there is a scene in the movie where they're at a banquet and it's black tie. So everybody's dressed up all nice and we see her and everybody thinks she looks gorgeous because she's not in her scientific, you know, you know, attire. And she's let her hair down. She's looking good. And Arnold asks her to dance. And then the moment we get this pan shot of them going onto the dance floor, we notice that she has toilet paper stuck to her heel. And it's just like her to have that because throughout the movie, she's just a bumbling, you know, goon. So it <laughs> it was just <laughs> funny. No, but I thought she did very well. And I, I, I like seeing her do this comedy bit. I thought she was great. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about, about that so her character came in as another scientist also sort of doing fertility studies and she was um experimenting experimenting with uh freezing eggs and i thought to myself i was like well is this when we first started to use sort of that you know that that way of you know getting pregnant And so this movie came out in 1994. It turns out that the first reported frozen egg pregnancy was by Christopher Chen in The Lancet. And this was in uh, The Lancet Journal in April 1986. So they've been doing that since 86. It just, the way that she was experimenting with it, it just seemed like this was sort of like the birth of it. Or people were still kind of figuring stuff out. But 86 was, was the time that we first heard about it. It was still pretty new when this movie came out. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought it was, well, I mean, at the time when I first saw this movie, I thought it was very cute, very, you know, funny. It was lighthearted, had heart, you know. Uh, It it is more a women-centric audience, of course. I mean, I, I don't know many males that would enjoy this movie and I wish I had enough time to like do my research to try and find a fan or a straight man if I could who who enjoys this so hopefully I'll I'll get some throughout the week and maybe talk about it next week but um um did you find it a little bit too like cheesy or or just a little over the top at any point or anything like that Um, yeah the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) um i did like though the kind of double entendre not double entendre but the fact that we saw arnold saying a lot of things that we're used to women saying so was that because he was pregnant or because women are the ones who are supposed to get pregnant so if he's pregnant that means he's slowly turning into a woman i mean it's funny we didn't get the male equivalent of sensitivity not that not to say there's a difference but just him even saying oh 
I don't know what I'm going to wear to the party. You know, like, of course, men don't usually say that. But just because he's pregnant, does that mean he has to say a lot of things women would say? Or can he just be sensitive? Well, yeah, I think he was definitely more sensitive. And I think it was, like they said, they were giving him a high amount of estrogen. So okay. then that plus he's going through what pregnancy feels like. So like that part where he says, it's my body. <laughs> my body. Yeah. My choice. <laughs> yeah. That it just moment. makes me wonder, like, if we could pop a baby in Trump, would he be a different person? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get denied to test this um, new drug to help women you know, more fertile and, and have babies for those who can't. And they were denied by FDA. So they decided to just do the trial themselves and make Arnold pregnant. And would you do this? Would you want to experience the, <laughs> the joy of, of being pregnant and giving birth? I'd have to say, like, I have mixed feelings about it. Part of me would want to go through it just to be like, boom, ladies, I did it. So now you can't use that on me anymore. (laughs) Okay. But the other part is kind of like, well, once it's done, then, like, now I got this thing I got to take care of. Like, what do you do with it then? (laughs) This thing? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) No kids for you. (laughs) Right? Um, No, I don't know. I don't want to go through this. That's why I would never, ever complain ever to a pregnant woman the way she acts thinks reacts to things i you will never hear a complaint from me because i don't want to go through with it and and i think that's a really big thing in this movie is just to show that sort of contrast between men and women in general about how much a man can take versus a woman and because we haven't really walked a mile in their shoes we don't know what they go through and you know Mm -hmm. emma laid it out she was just like you know, the the drips and the leaks and the, and the smears and the geese. And that's if everything is normal. Yeah. Menopause and all this, it's their whole lives. And we can't deal with the stomach ache <laughs> and morning sickness. <laughs> we are just the biggest babies. Do you think men can handle pregnancy? Do you think we're like, we can really step up? I think so. I think if faced with it, if it were an option, I think men could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still a little iffy. Um, I don't think they'd be as good at is it at it um, as women, but I think if push comes to shove, they would be able to yeah. do it. I think if it were normalized, like if you as a young kid were like, I am a man or I'm a boy and I can have a baby one day, then I think going into that mindset and expecting what you're going to go through, I think people could handle it. OK, I think Fair if enough. it was thrown on us today. And a man was like, I never thought I could have a baby, and now I can. I think then that's where they'd be whining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those who haven't seen this, so what they decided to do was they needed an egg, and so they grabbed an egg from an anonymous donor. Mm-hmm. And so they took the egg, and, you know, Arnold collected his sperm, and then they injected it needle-wise into his abdomen, you said? Okay, so the size of this fucking needle... <laughs> Oh, my God. So Sean and I, throughout this whole movie, was like, eh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then this needle comes, and we're like, oh, my God, turn it off. I can't see. I don't want to look at it. That needle was huge. It was huge. And then not only do we have to watch it going in from the outside, but then we have to watch it on the inside, too. Oh, yeah, on the screen. Yeah, yeah they showed it on the screen. I, 
mean, they made sure we got to see this needle go into his stomach. And then also it pushed it because it was this long needle mm -hmm. and he pushed it in. And I was just like, how far do you need to go? I couldn't look at it. Do you think they did it just to give the impression it gave us and showing like the kind of shit women yeah, have to go through? Yeah, of course. No, okay. I think this was a, a very good opportunity for men to just kind of see what it's like on the other side of that fence. Now, let's talk about the horse in the room. Okay. I know it's elephant, but <laughs> <laughs> when they show the jar of his semen, <laughs> that's why I chose horse. Okay. Do you, was that done as a joke? Like, because well, when they put the pee in there, there's so much pee. Like, yeah. Is that just a recurring joke? I It must have been. <laughs> I think because since he's just such a big guy, you know, um, I've never done anything like that before. So I don't <laughs> know what it would look like in a jar, but I. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I did, yeah, it looked like it was a lot. I just can't believe they showed it. This is PG-13, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't expect to see <laughs> I didn't expect to see that. Hey, if we could travel with the sperm down the fallopian tubes and look who's talking, we could see it in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so Pamela Reed. She is so funny. I know you love her. Yeah, the minute I saw her, I, like, clutched Rob's shoulder and was like, oh, it's her. So Pamela Reed plays Danny DeVito's... Um, sort of ongoing marriage so they were in the middle of oh, no they did right. no they did get a divorce okay. i think yes they officially got divorced but she is still in his life because he's still living in her house and she's pregnant by somebody else but because of danny devito's profession she wants him to be what are they called obstetrician oh god i'm gonna get this wrong what are the baby doctors it's obstetrician, right? I think so. Okay. Oh my god, I sound so stupid. <laughs> I know. This happens when you tell two gay guys to talk about birth. I know, God. I know this would have been a really good episode to have a woman here. Yeah. To just really get Yeah. Oh God. Um, but yeah, so they are still integrated in each other's lives, but it was a joy to see her throughout the movie. And she also did kindergarten cop ivan reitman keep it in the family yeah yeah so yeah she's funny we don't get to see her that often though unfortunately mm -hmm. i mean those are literally the only two movies that i know of her yeah me and, too yeah but she's good at what she does i think she's, she's memorable <laughs> yeah i think she's very funny i liked her in this movie with her storyline with danny devito it's funny like when schwarzenegger got pregnant it just sort of kind of flipped the script. Arnold was this very cynical, serious, nobody liked him. He didn't have any friends. He was only here on business. He's all about his work. He doesn't have a girlfriend, nothing like that. And then Danny DeVito, even at the meeting, um, he's just, you know, this drug is good. All these women will love it. And he's just got this pizzazz. And then when he gets pregnant and then the tables turn, you know, like Arnold's this very vibrant very happy chipper person and then Danny DeVito becomes this cynical person get a dog if you're lonely yeah. you know shut up you don't need to feel all these feelings and he seemed a little like he was surprised or just like why are you like he kept questioning why are you feeling this way like stop it and you know why you know why do you need to like be out and blah 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 just it's so easy to just be on your feet and yet he works with pregnant women all the time yeah he, he should expect seemed, he seemed kind of jealous well that that's what i was getting at okay. with this and um but yeah you're right i i think watching him 
look at his ex-wife who is having a baby. He obviously tried forever and a day. I think he said, what, seven years? They tried together mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it. And then she gets knocked up by somebody from Aerosmith. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, there were moments in the movie where he felt very jealous and envious of the fact that, you know, she she's having a kid and he's having a kid. And, um, oh, that was one thing I was going to ask you. So this movie came out in 1994. She gets knocked up. Somebody from Aerosmith. If this movie came out today, what band do you think they would have used in the script? Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would have said somebody like Maroon 5 or something. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> but I wonder if the band would have been updated if it came out today. I mean, Probably. I guess Aeros- Aerosmith would have been the right choice back in the day. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You could still do Aerosmith today, too, because I think could. they still perform. Yeah, they still perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that you kind of just talked about, which is interesting, is my mom came to me with an article years and years ago, and she's like, Sean, this is why you're so happy. It explains it. And it talked about how men who are in touch with their feminine side and have a balance of masculine and feminine are the happiest. Okay. So it's interesting in this movie that Arnold, like you said, is very bitter, but then he starts taking these feminine pills and he gets in touch with that side. Mm-hmm. He meets a girl. He, you know, he's just very happy when he's in touch with both. He's having his dreams in, in the movie. There, There's two dreams that he has and they're kid related. And he obviously does not really like the idea of children in general. And very quickly, because of the fact that he had a baby inside him, he just was like, you have no idea this connection. He immediately wanted kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to give this baby up. And then people started noticing that he was glowing. Have You're you vibrant. ever have you ever seen the glow before? I've never seen this. I don't know what people see when they say that people have this glow. Yeah, I don't know, but like it's a thing. It is a thing. People have noticed like <laughs> Like, there's been times I come into work after, like, having sex, and people are like, you're glowing today. I'm like, leave me alone. I had one person said I was glowing, and it was after I had sex. <laughs> and I don't know what they were looking at. I wasn't, like, happy and skipping down the street because I had sex. I mean, I had sex before. I, was, I, I don't know what it is, but there were one or two people who noticed, and I'm like, I don't know where this is. You're like, oh, that's just the semen still on my face. <laughs> You are so gross. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I wish I could see what people see, but apparently people have a glow. (laughs) I think one of um, this movie's biggest strengths, if I had to say one, was the fact that Ivan Reitman had a way of giving Arnold this opportunity to be sort of this sensitive guy. And in the movie, nobody gave him shit for it. You know, it wasn't that type of comedy that just made fun of the stereotypes and having it being flipped. I mean, yes, he did do a lot of characteristics of a pregnant woman, if not a woman in general, just eating like a pregnant woman and just all the sensitive stuff. He was noticing how Danny DeVito's character was like super selfish throughout the whole movie. And just the way that she, that she, that Arnold was talking with Emma Thompson's character and Pamela Reed's character And just that sort of bonding. But like when he came into the clinic and he yelled out, I want my baby. And like everybody was like weirded out. 
but they were all accepting to him. They all sat around and listened to him talk about him, you know, being pregnant and they didn't give him shit about it. And I didn't really find that to be offensive. Um, did you at all? No, no, no. I did really like the way they portrayed his feminine side. Mm-hmm. And like you said, people didn't make fun of it. I don't feel like he was making fun of anybody else in the way he acted it. So I thought it was very fair. Yeah. And, you know, even with him. But yeah, I mean, I, I wrote this down. I was like, yeah, him thinking he was pregnant, even him appearing as a woman at the clinic, you know, like that whole center. Yeah. Yeah. He got a few stares. But, you know, he even addressed it. He goes, I understand that, you know, my appearance is is a little offsetting. And then he explained why he, you know, looks has more of a mannish, you know, look to him. But that whole entire clinic was very accepting to him. And they didn't overdo it with him trying to be a woman. He just, you know, his voice got a little higher. And that was it. That part did offend me a little bit. Really? Okay. Why is that? Well, he didn't contour his nose. He didn't try (laughs) to cover his eyebrows. He didn't do anything. There's no blending, shading. He just put a wig on and called it a day. But yeah, I mean, they they easily could have read him for filth and be like, oh my God, who's it? You know, they didn't do any of that. And I think that especially from a male director, I find that very awesome that he didn't make you know him the butt of the joke or just some mm-hmm. kind of like cross-dressing like oh look at this you know i i just and and even with schwarzenegger being sensitive throughout the whole movie did you feel that it came off like too cheesy or like oh he's way too woman for me i thought that was all a very accepting amount of sensitivity without being super you know right i agree and the part that you're just talking about where he goes to the pregnancy clinic, it reminds me of a real life experience that I just learned about about a year or two ago, which was actually very beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. She's older. She's in her late 70s, but she lived her life as a man. And then she told me this whole story because we work together about how she's always felt that she's a woman. She used to dress in her, you know, wives' clothes. She had three marriages. Mm-hmm. So she'd hide this feeling that she was having. And then after she retired, she became a woman. And she said she moved to a retirement home. She was terrified of how the other woman would accept her. Okay. So she said, though, they've been amazing. Like, they, they could care less that she's living as a woman Mm -hmm. and she's like half of them don't even remember anyway i have to keep coming (laughs) out to them and she's like the other half it's this in my mind it's a very dramatic thing and then she's like and then they're like hey do you want to get lunch (laughs) so nobody really cares that's awesome that's that's what that part reminded me of that's awesome that's awesome so rob i do have a question for you about this movie so with our atmosphere being what it is with a lot more sexual freedom is this movie problematic if it came out today oh goodness i think to some people it would probably ruffle a few feathers do i think it would be morally wrong to come out with should it get a backlash well i think that the movie would probably be um advertised differently uh, this would be an opportunity to maybe have a trans woman get pregnant mm-hmm. instead of just having a male get pregnant. 
I think the idea of having male go through things that women normally go through is still something of a product of a movie. I, I think that can still be done today because there's still a huge divide mm-hmm. of, of men and women and what we go through and, and stuff like that. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I do see it ruffling a few feathers. I don't know if it would get like the biggest bash last, like this movie needs to be boycotted and we can't have this and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, no, it's an interesting question. What do you think? You know, you just made me think of it, but I think it would be marketed well and received well if it was a male to female who would love to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's who, is that kind of what you were hinting yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you want to take on everything that comes with being a woman after somebody who transitions, of course, pregnancy would be the next thing. And if that is possible in today's science and technology, bam, there you go. You have a movie. Let's let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, I would watch that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this type of um, premise, obviously it's not received very well. <laughs> Do you think that this type of subject can be written for a universal audience? I mean, yes, this was definitely targeted as a chick flick. But, I mean, do you think something like this can be made and be received very well from both men and women? Or is this really just for women audiences? I think for it to be received well, I think you might have to take some of the science out of it. Okay. Because then that's where, like, I get in trouble when I try to figure, like, how it all works. And then that's where my mind starts to just break down and, like... This is gross. <laughs> yeah. Would like would you would you think that this would fit in sort of a raunchier comedy or maybe do you think this movie should have been a little bit more adult um and not so whimsical and like cuz just look at Miss Doubtfire. I mean that movie had some dark moments. I mean we've talked about this. Yeah. You know, do you think that this movie could have done that and gone that direction? I mean we see pregnant movies all the time and they are very graphic and raw about what women go through and sometimes it can get, you know, gross and and you know something that you don't want to hear and you know women who get very emotional and they're like cursing like it could have been a little bit more on the adult side i mean but do you think it's possible to have a premise like this and have it be yeah i don't think i'd want to see it raunchier but Mm -hmm. you're right i would like to see it go maybe a little bit darker Mm -hmm. because this movie relied mostly on him saying feminine things which sometimes like the one you mentioned like are they gonna like what i wear and things Mm -hmm. like that like that's not so much Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We don't know what it would look like if a man was pregnant, but mm-hmm. things like that could have been taken out and substituted for something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a surprise for you, Rob, and you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Did you notice the house? Oh, yes. Yes. So even though this movie was filmed mostly in L.A., the exterior and in the movie, it took place in San Francisco. So, yeah, you, you said you discovered the house. Yeah, I... I recognized it. <laughs> and you know why I recognized it? Because you took me there in San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah, we went to San Francisco in September and we took a tour and visited the house. God, that house was a bitch to get to. But it was worth it, though. Like, when we were on our way there, I was like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. This, And then we saw it. I was like, I want to have a baby. This is so <laughs> worth it. I know. Yeah, I you you caught it before I did. I didn't recognize the house at first. Um, and they showed a lot of the traditional neighborhoods of San Francisco, but the houses that they were walking out of and, and putting on camera, 
on on the screen when they would walk out of the house. Yeah, that was definitely the Doubtfire house. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So the million dollar question, Junior. Is that a fitting name for a girl? No. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up having a girl, but in throughout the pregnancy, he named the baby Junior because logically he didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. So Junior seemed to be a gender neutral name. Do you agree? No. <laughs> you well, don't see any girls with the Junior on there. Well, that's because nobody's done it yet, but is there a... A, a biological reason or maybe it's because of the narcissistic men that need to live on <laughs> and that's why we do it but it's just funny no you are right we don't hear women having junior um suffix at, at the end yeah it, it's a little weird right mm-hmm. that he would name a girl junior what about the fact that he wasn't the only one who thought of that I know. Because Emma Thompson, like, it was almost like a supernatural thing going on. They both named the same thing. Well, again, I, I that's why I think it's just a very logic, scientific thing. You know, okay. people who use science and medicine, and medicine over emotion and feelings, that is what you do. You don't know the sex, you name it Junior. Okay. <laughs> or Boy Girl. <laughs> boy Girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a small break. And think about what we've talked about before we rate this film. While we're doing that, here is a promo from For Better or Worse Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jason. And Aaron. And we are the hosts of the For Better or Worse Podcast. Like most couples, we have pretty different tastes. There's a lot of things we agree on, of course, but it can be pretty difficult to find something to watch at the end of the day. She likes comedies, love stories, and dramas. And he likes anime, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. So we both thought it would be fun to force each other to watch our favorite movies, shows, or anything else we can think of and record it here for you guys. The show is a lot of fun and it's not always torture. Sometimes we actually come around to each other's side. We would love for you guys to give us a shot. So download For Better or Worse anywhere you listen to your favorite shows and join us in the fun. We can't wait to share our experiences with you. All right, so that was a promo from uh, For Better or Worse podcast. And for 2019 and for our show, I thought of an idea that I wanted to uh, try out and and see if this works. And hopefully it does because I, I think this would be a great way for uh, you listeners to get to know other podcasts out there and for us to have a little bit of fun at the same time. So... I created this new segment of um, any time that we have a promo on our show. I want listeners to get more of a chemistry vibe or what their show sort of sounds like by giving them uh, specific questions to answer that is more geared towards what our show is about. And here at Movie Geek and Proud, we pride on ourselves on uh, the type of taste that we have in movies whether they're universally loved or people hate them or not, you should always be proud of your taste. And so every week, whoever I have um, a promo of on the show, I'm also going to present them with two questions that they can either uh, email their answers and we'll read them, or they will provide us a small recording of them answering these questions, and then I will post it on our show. 
And so the guinea pigs, oh, I'm sorry. No, the podcast <laughs> that I that I chose to have um, do this trial run is for better or worse. And they actually decided to send us a recording. So without further ado, let's listen to what they had to say to our two questions, their favorite movie and also a movie that they're proud of, regardless of its reception from audiences. Hello, everybody. This is Jason. And Aaron. And we are the hosts of the For Better or Worse podcast. Right now, we wanted to share our favorite movie and also a movie that we're proud of being a fan of, even if nobody else likes it. Yes. And I would say that my favorite movie, if anyone else has heard my podcast before, they would know that Pan's Labyrinth is probably one of the one of the movies I talk about the most. And main reason why is for some reason I connect with it on a weird emotional level, which is kind of strange because I'm not a um, little girl from the World War II <laughs> from World War Two era. <laughs> this is true. Yes. But um, that is probably my absolutely favorite movie. It is, it is the one that kind of, it is the movie that really opened my eyes to, to how a movie could be more than just entertainment. And when, it, when it came out, it kind of really opened my eyes and kind of blew my mind. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it's a incredibly depressing and dark movie. Yes, it is. But for some reason, I just got it. And I would say that is my favorite movie. What would you say is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days for no particular reason other than I'm always <laughs> in the mood to watch it. I don't hey, like that's... have an emotional connection to it or anything. I just, I could watch it over and over again and never get tired of it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's good to just have a movie that you can unwind and watch. Just no matter what, no matter what, you're going to have fun watching it, and that's the point of movies. The, yeah, it, it could be the point. It could be the point of what you watch movies for. So that is, you don't have to connect with it emotionally, other than comedic. I guess it's funny. It's cute. There you go. It's a little cheesy. And I would say the movie that I'm proud of that nobody else seems to get is Starship Troopers. I love this movie so much. We did an episode on, actually we did an episode on Pan's Labyrinth and on How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But we also did an episode on Starship Troopers. And, oh my goodness, I love this movie so much. It is, it is cheesy. It has like fantastic special effects. Even even considering like like that uh, of the time, the CGI was actually pretty good, but also the actual practical effects are pretty good. And I just I just love this movie so much. It's so dorky, it's so cheesy, but it is one of my favorite science fiction movies. I would say it is my uh, just like basically underneath Star Wars as far as my favorite science fiction, Starship Troopers is that for sure all right so what is the movie you're proud of <laughs> even if everyone else hates it um so my movie that i'm proud of is dumb and dumber which might sound funny because i know so many people like that movie yeah tons of people that's one of it's <laughs> like one of the most well-known 
comedies of all time. (laughs) When I found it, though, no one would watch it. Like, none of my friends liked it. My whole family refused to watch more than, like, two minutes into it. They They just thought it was idiotic and didn't catch the humor in it being that way so um it was funny because i remember showing you like watching it with you for the first time and Mm -hmm. i was so nervous i'm like wanting you to like it (laughs) you know this movie that you know every word to and you're trying to show someone else for the first time and you're just like please like it please like it (laughs) and you did so you know i married you yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) it was only because of that yeah well it's (laughs) It's actually kind of funny because I'm also the only one in my family who enjoys the movie. And everybody in the world loves this movie, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I found some people that like it after. Yes. But for so long, I was the only one that thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. So that is what I, the movie I'm proud of. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up both a movie we're proud of and a movie that we absolutely love, our absolute favorites. So. Thank you guys so much for having us on the show. Thanks a lot. All right. So that was uh, for better or worse podcast. I love them. They yeah. just, they just, they're just so, they just work well together. And I really enjoy their answers too. I thought they were great. I could watch movies with them. Yeah. Right. Did you know, I went through a huge Starship Troopers phase. Did you? I was all about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the same guy who did that um, did Robocop. Oh, really? Yeah. If, if you watch so. I don't think you went. I don't think you went. So New Beverly uh, Theater did a double feature of RoboCop and Starship Troopers, hmm. and I went to that. And if you watch those two movies next to each other, they not the exact same thing, but the humor and everything, especially with all the TV commercials that they show in both movies, they're just as cheesy and it's over the top. The effects are brilliant. Um, yeah, you see a lot of similarities between the two movies. So, um, no, those are great choices. Um, Dumb and Dumber, man, I'm, yeah, I, it's, this is why I wanted to present this question to them because even though people do love it, her circle didn't. And, you know, she had to defend that movie, but she was proud of it and she still liked it. And I love the fact that she didn't change her spots and was like, I'm gonna make him watch this movie. He better <laughs> like it. Yep. But um, no, I, I want to thank you guys for for uh, participating in that. And any other podcast out there that's listening, if you would like to be one of our featured uh, uh, podcasts on our show with a promo and also to either provide answers or a recording of your answers to our questions, uh, please email us at mgppodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to um, play your promo and your answers if you um, decide to record um, as well. So, uh, yeah. So now Sean's going to take over. It's that time, boys and girls. It's time for Sean's sound booth time. <laughs> so I had a hard time picking a song, Rob. Yeah, you did. I noticed. You were brainstorming over there. All right, but I looked for a few things in my song. I based it off of the love stories in this movie because okay. we had two going on. Okay. And I wanted something that said the word baby. <laughs> okay. So I went with an oldie but goodie. This is a band I was really into in my early 20s. They're called Hello Goodbye. Okay. And the song is called Baby It's Fact. I've never heard of this. You've never heard of this? No. Well, not by name. I'd have to hear the song, but... You're going to like it. Okay. 
But yeah, it made me think of um, the way people looked at, especially Danny DeVito's relationship with our girl. Um, so these lines came to mind. Baby, it's fact. Our love is true. The way black is black and blue is just blue. My love is true. It's a matter of fact. Oh, and you love me too. It's as simple as that. Okay. All right. Well, here is uh, a little bit of... Hello, goodbye. Baby, it's fact. Bye. Well, the band is Hello, goodbye. Oh. The song is Baby, it's fact. I swear I was listening. I thought it was reverse. My bad. Okay. Here is Hello, goodbye with... Baby, it's fact. And I hate you. Thank you for listening to my song. I hope you enjoyed it. Back to you in the studio, Rob. (laughs) All right, Sean, let's rate this film. What are we rating, Junior? Big ass needles. (laughs) Okay. How many big ass needles do you give, Junior? (laughs) Why do you have to say it like that? Well, that's how how you say it. I'm going to give Junior three big ass ass needles okay all right i am giving this movie 3.5 big ass needles uh unfortunately it does not stay on my shelf i wanted to give this movie more but i still had a great time listening to, i mean watching it i really did um it's a little dated but i still could watch it I really could. I, I enjoyed myself. Some of it was a little relevant for today, but it's a fun movie. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, Put it that fine. way. Yeah. So three and a half out of five big ass needles for me. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, uh, that's going to do it for our show. I hope you enjoyed Junior. <laughs> I did. All right. So since we did one from my collection, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to do next week? So, a movie was recommended to me by my tattoo artist. It's called Kroll, K-R-U-L-L. I had never heard of it, but he says it's basically like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and he said something else. I don't remember. So, you've never seen this? I've never seen it. I've never seen this. So, we are going to watch a movie that we have not seen before. This is old school sci-fi we're about to watch. We're about to see some Tron-like special effects. We're about to see some cheesiness. And we're in talks to have a guest. Yes, and we're going to have a new... Look at that. Starting this year (laughs) off right, we've already got a new guest to the round table. Mm -hmm. We're about to... um, We're going to talk to a tattoo artist who... If you were listening to an episode or two before, maybe this was on our Charmed one, but you had told a story about this tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if, if you don't remember, we'll relive this story when he gets here because then we can get his two cents on. But I am excited to meet him. You talk about him all the time. Well, I'll tell a quick story real quick to close okay. out. Okay. Um, I went to him last Saturday and when I texted him, I was like, are you free on Saturday? He said, I'm free at one. So I said... 
well, shave your asshole and buy some condoms because I'm coming. <laughs> and he wrote back, I just manscaped in condoms, ew. <laughs> condoms, ew. <laughs> so that's the kind of relationship I have with my straight oh, tattoo artist. Oh, this is going to be so good. So, so good. All right. Well, um, thank you, MGs, for listening to our show. Uh, this is going to be an exciting year for us we have some plans we just have to execute them and i think you guys are going to love what we have cooking so uh join us next wednesday for a new episode and remember if you enjoyed our show overall or today uh just remember to comment let us know what you thought any suggestions also we love those rates and reviews especially on itunes so get right on there and and send us a good one and um yeah we're good Sean, say goodbye. Bye.